Thanks for listening to the Cascade Vineyard Church Podcast. To learn more about our community or the vineyard movement as a whole, feel free to visit our website, cascadevineyard.org. There you'll also find additional teachings, information on our various ministries, and other resources for further developing your faith. Our Sunday live stream starts at 10 a.m. at cascadevineyard.org stream or on Facebook at Cascade Vineyard Church. Thanks for tuning in. go it's on now i can tell and there's real fire up here you just your goal in life is to scare me isn't it just uh yeah thanks hey good morning everybody good to see you again uh i have one uh announcement of import before we get into it today and that is this that throughout the last uh whatever almost two years coming up on two years now throughout the uh the covid crisis of 2020 we have been uh streaming our service uh, every week for, originally, it was the only way we, we could do service. We we did not meet for, I think, five months or so early on, and then we came back together, and uh, I can't remember if we took another break after that. But in any case, point being, we've come to a, a, a place in history where uh, we really feel like it's no longer uh, vital for us to continue to stream every week. Uh and there's a couple of, of things behind that. One is it's just a lot of work for our crew. But in a bigger way, uh, it's our conviction that it really is priority as a community to be together. So we kind of, I know this might sound a little harsh, but we're going to kind of pull the rug out from under those of you who've gotten accustomed to staying home and tuning in in your jammies. Um and I do, I, I do want to say I, I agree. Early on, when we were streaming live, you guys, you don't know this because the stream only was chest up. But but I was pretty much in my jammies for most of those weeks. Um, so in any case, today will be the last day, uh, beginning in January. We will no longer be streaming live. However, I do want to say that uh, if you want to hear the sermon and you can't be here. Our sermon is podcast every week, and that goes up. That's up by Monday morning. So you can literally get up Monday morning, have your coffee, and listen to me. And what greater way to start your week than that? Uh, so the sermon's up on our website. Uh, I, I think, is that the easiest way to get the website? iTunes? Any, anywhere that you stream, you can find me. So that'll, that'll be continuing, but, but the live stream will not be continuing. So there we go. There, there's, there's that. And if you have uh, any questions or concerns related to that, contact Brogan Marcotte. No, I'm just kidding. You can call me and I'll talk to you about it. Uh, hey, I, so we're continuing our Christmas series called The Characters of Christmas. And I want to say thanks to Daphne last week who did a great job looking at... Uh, yeah, amen. The life of Anna and also Donna a couple weeks back. Uh, it, was, it was really fun uh, to have some different voices. And so moving forward, I was thinking next year we'll do some different series and try to incorporate other people uh, once in a while. It was really great having those guys uh, jump in and share a little bit different perspectives. I especially liked that both Daphne and Donna spoke. They spoke on 
uh, Mary and Anna, and we had female voices giving a female perspective. So I really, really appreciated that, and thank you to both of them. Uh, so, so anyway, we have been looking at, um, over the course of this series, the impact that Advent, the arrival of Jesus, had on those people that were around him immediately, that were there at the time. Um, and again, we've looked at both uh, Mary and Joseph, Simeon and Anna, all individuals. This morning, uh, we're going to look at a group of people, and of course, that group of people is the shepherds. Uh, the shepherds are, to me, they're one of the more fun groups in, in, the, in these stories and maybe in the New Testament uh, as a whole, uh, I, I think especially when you, if you've ever seen, we don't, we haven't done it here in a while. We used to do a little Christmas pageant. If you've ever gone to my grandkids or in different shows, different years. Do, are you, now, wait, you got ahead of me a little bit. That is actually me being a shepherd. I was going to say it's when I was five, I was in a play. But I wasn't five. That, that's, this is what, I want you to know, we talk about missions, and you sacrifice for Jesus when you go on missions. So a couple years ago, just pre-COVID, I was in Honduras with our, uh, our partnership, uh, just wonderful folks, and uh, they were doing this play on Sunday morning with the kids. I don't remember what it was about, but uh, Jenny Hernandez, who leads the partnership, she said, hey, you should, you should be part of the, in the play with the kids. I'm like, What? She goes, no, we need a shepherd. Our shepherd's not here. You could be a shepherd. So they dress me up like a shepherd. There I am. Um, shepherds, uh, these guys, of, of all the folks we've looked at, I mean, clearly everybody was impacted in, in a really powerful way by the arrival of Jesus. Um, the shepherds were never the same. They, they came into contact with Jesus, and, you know, we don't know what happened to their lives after that, but based on what we read in these few verses, it's pretty clear to me that, man, their lives were changed forever by their encounter with Jesus. And so our, our, our title this morning is Don't Be Afraid. Let's uh, pray real quick, and then I want to read the text in Luke 2, 8 through 18. Father, we, we love you, and we are so blessed by your presence, your arrival in our in our lives, and we're we're just uh, uh, we're so grateful to have the opportunity each year to reflect on uh, who you are and what you mean to us uh, at the, at the, during this season. So just uh, honor your word today, Lord, and let it just strengthen and enrich our lives. In your name, Amen. All right, Luke chapter two, verse eight, and there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. 
So they hurried off, and they found Mary and Joseph, and the baby was lying in the manger. And when they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen, which were just as they had been told. Luke tells us the shepherds were out in the field at night, which uh, realistically speaking means it was probably summertime. Um, the weather would have been very similar to our weather here. And if at night in December, it would be in the 30s or low 40s. So far be it for me to question the historical accuracy of the date of Christmas, but I'm just saying. Um, in any case, whatever time of year it was, they were out there. They were watching over their sheep, doing what shepherds do. And an angel appears. Now, uh, in the text we've read previously, uh, an angel had appeared to both Mary and Joseph and given them an announcement, uh, some info on what was was up and coming. And in both cases, when those angels appeared, they also told Mary and Joseph not to be afraid. But we don't really have any indication from the text itself that they were necessarily afraid. They were both kind of uh, surprised, I suppose, maybe a bit overwhelmed, but not necessarily afraid. Um, the shepherds, on the other hand, it tells us were terrified. If you go to the next slide for me, the Greek here is actually, uh, the literal translation would be that they, they were feared, they feared with great fear. It's two words, megas and phobos. Megas is like, you know, megamart, megalodon, anything huge and big is mega. Phobos, phobia, uh, panic, flight, fear. So this was a mega huge fear. They were, they were terrified. They were very afraid. We talk about, you know, Scripture talks about the fear of the Lord, or the fear of God. But what, what it means when it says that, and we understand this, is not, you're not really, if someone's in the fear of the Lord, they're not really afraid of God so much as they're in awe of God. They're in awe of the presence and the bigness of God, whatever. But that's not the case here. The shepherds were afraid. They were terrified. They had no clue what was going on. They're out in the field, tending their sheep, doing their thing. Angel appears, and, and they were scared. Um, the angel senses their fear, uh, you know, and he says, hey, look, don't be afraid. I've got good news. This is good news. Uh, I like that. Don't you? Anybody use some good news? Can anybody use a little good news? Do you get tired of bad news? Um, I know I, I, some. I know people who. I don't watch. I can't watch the news. It's just all bad news. I. I'm kind of addicted. I. I just. I want to know what's happening. So I watch the news, and then I'm always like, "What the heck is going on?" Uh, but it's bad news. But the angel says, "Don't be afraid. We've got some really good news." Good news, Jesus has come, the Messiah, the Lord, he's come. He's come to earth, and he's going to use who he is, the power that God's invested in him, to love the lost and the lonely, and to care for those that are in need, to feed the hungry, to reach out to the poor, to embrace people that are 
cut off from other people. It's, it's really, really uh, a special thing that God is doing at this very moment in time. And it really, really is good news. Here's a uh, profound, deep theological insight. And this is, this is, let me tell you, this is the kind of stuff you only get here, okay? This is why you guys come here, all right? Are you ready for this? Get your notepads out. Take notes. The good news is actually good. The good news is, is actually good. Sometimes the good news is presented as bad news. If you would go to the next slide for me, Emma Shea. Uh, th- these are extreme examples, but they're representative, I think, of a certain uh, perspective in which the, quote, good news is sometimes presented as bad news. Turn or burn. God hates you. Over there, and the, you can't read that very well, but that one gal has a sign that says, God hates fat-free ranch. I'm not even sure what that's about. But I know if I were to encounter that, that wouldn't be good news to me. That wouldn't cause me to have great joy in my heart. It's religious, it's condemning, it's shaming. It's not so good. And I want to say this, uh, that that's how you can tell what the true gospel is, because the true gospel is good news, and it's good. It's good news. It's not bad news. It's not condemning. It's not shaming. It's not hateful. It's not religious. It's good news. And further, it'll cause great joy. When you hear that kind of news, it, it will cause joy to rise up in your heart. Um, Go ahead and go to the next slide. There's a certain redundancy in the angel's message here. He says, it's for you. Then he says, it's for all people. And then he says, again, it's for you. It's you. It's everyone. And it's you. It's for everybody. The good news goes out far and wide. It's for everybody. But what I want you to know is that everybody includes you. It's for you. I think it was super important for the angels to communicate this. And the reason is, and as I I thought about it, why would it be so important for the angel to make sure the shepherds understood the good news was for them? And the reason that I came up with is that, again, we've mentioned before that that phrase, good news, had been used culturally before. Uh, It was was said of Caesar when Caesar would arrive uh, in, in a place you know, as the emperor or whatever, they would say, good news, good news. And when that would happen, frankly, that good news was for certain people. It wasn't for everyone, certainly not for these shepherds who are out doing their thing. Uh, the, the good news, the arrival of, of Caesar meant virtually nothing to them. It had no impact on their circumstance, their life, their situation at all. The good news of Jesus, the arrival of Jesus, had total impact. It was a game changer. It meant everything to them. They'd heard good news before, but the good news they'd heard wasn't on their behalf. This good news was directly for these guys. Shepherds, and I, we've shared this before, the good news of Caesar wasn't good news for them because shepherds were looked down upon. They were outcasts in society. 
They were the lowlifes. They were one rung below the lowest rung on the social ladder. Shepherds were the cultural equivalent of, of gay immigrant homeless people. Uh, they just were looked down upon. And the angel comes and he says, no, I've got good news for you guys. This is going to change your life. And it did. It changed their life. And if I could say anything today, man, that, that's it. The good news of Jesus is for everybody. It's good, good, good. You know, sometimes it's weird. Good news, you hear good news and it's like, you ever feel like it's for everybody but you? Yeah, I, don't, I know, like, for, I see, whenever I see, like, uh, on the news, there's going to be a new tax cut. They always say, this person or that person or whatever, they're going to cut taxes. I, it's always for somebody else. It's like the people in the higher income bracket above me or the people in the lower income bracket below me. It's not, they never cut my taxes. But come on, what's going on here? Uh, the good news is for you. Go to the next slide for me, Michelle. I, I did a little thing just for fun. It took some time. Uh, just do, if you use Bible Gateway or whatever, just do a word search for you. Uh, but here's a few. How beautiful you are, my darling. How beautiful. That's what God says to you. The Lord, the King of Israel, is with you. Never again will you fear any harm. Surely I am with you to the very end of the age. That's you. God's with you to the end of the age. And to know this love that surpasses the knowledge that you may be filled to the measure of all, the fullness of God. All of those things and everything else that God says in his word really is good news because it really, really is for you. It's for you. That's what God says about you and I and everyone else. Um, I don't know about you. When you hear that, you hear these things. Do you ever think that sounds too good to be true? If you do, I would say this. You're beginning to get it. Because the truth is this, that it really is that good. It's so good that it seems like it couldn't really be true. It couldn't really be for me. But you pray and the Spirit of God touches your heart and says, no, it's that good. It's for you. That's how good it is. It's so good that it's hard to believe it's even true. Uh, God is more beautiful, more loving, more caring, more gracious, more forgiving than it's so much so it's hard for us to understand or, or really at times to receive that. But I want to encourage you today to receive that. Wherever you are, whatever's going on in your life, whatever you've been through, allow the Spirit of God to make known to you that the love of Jesus is good for you. Let's look at the, uh, what happens to the shepherds. They hurried off. They found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. All who had heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. You have to believe that seeing Jesus had such an impact on their lives that when they spoke, again, that they were probably... Shepherds were not allowed to testify in law. They were not considered to be credible witnesses. And yet when they went and told people about Jesus, they were amazed at what they said. You have to believe that such a transformation took place in their lives and hearts that it was so apparent to people when they heard them and saw them, they go, 
What in the heck happened to these guys? Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things they had heard and seen which were just as they had been told. The lives of these simple uh, people were forever changed by an encounter with Jesus. And I guess that's the message for us today is that uh, a simple encounter with Jesus can radically, radically impact our lives. I'm going to invite you guys to stand. And I don't know, did you guys decide, are you guys all coming back? Yeah, sure. Come on back. Come and join me. We sang that uh, little Christmas phrase, Christmas carol, come let us adore him. And I asked the guys if they would do it again. I want you to sing that. And I want you to open your heart up and just, uh, just go before the Lord. And then as you do that, really allow him to be just, you know, close your eyes as you sing and come into the presence of God and really allow the presence of God to transform you and allow the word today to just soak into your heart a little bit that it's good news and it is for you. It's, it's for you today. My sense is this, that, you know, life's hard, man. Life is hard. And for some of us, for all of us at different times, and some of us right now, the best days are hard. And it's, it's, it's challenging to get up and put a good face on and, and press through the day. I get it. I get that. But I just want you to allow the Spirit of God to come and just touch you this morning. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to sow into what God is doing through Casket Vineyard, we always welcome your prayers for our church body, our communities, and our leadership. If you'd like to contribute financially, please visit cascadevineyard.org give. We'll see you next week.